Navigating Life's Dramas Life is a journey filled with highs and lows. Sometimes it feels like a roller coaster, bursting with exhilarating peaks and gloomy valleys. At other times, it feels like the repetitive routine of a Ferris wheel that simply turns in endless circles. We will continue to ride the cycle of life from one incarnation to the next until we have learned our lessons. Paramahansa Yogananda said that ultimately this cycle becomes an anguishing monotony. Yogananda wrote, quote, When a child is sent to school and fails to make the grade, he has to go back again and again until he passes his examinations. So also, souls who fail to preserve their perfection while in the mortal school of education and entertainment have to come back for many incarnations until they completely experience their hidden spirit nature. End quote. When we get too engrossed in the turbulent emotions of life's dramas, we fail to see the broader picture. Yogananda said that we should strive to be ever even-minded and cheerful. This is one of those deceptively simple teachings, easy to say and understand, but hard to implement. This transformation can only happen as we become more detached and less driven by the reactive nature of our likes and dislikes. Yesterday, we had tea with a cherished friend whose husband passed away a few months ago. She is still in a state of mourning, just beginning to move on to her next life chapter. When we lose something very precious, it is nearly impossible to remain even-minded and cheerful. Nor does God expect us to do so. Even a great master like Yogananda had a period of deep grief after losing his earthly mother. Yet, eventually we must move forward in spite of our losses or gains. Why should we be, try to stay even-minded? Most teenagers would find this concept stiflingly boring. When we are eager for new experiences, we embrace the stimulation of emotional ups and downs. But as devotees who are yearning to graduate from this world of pleasure and pain, we need to see life more as a school and less as a playground. Yesterday, we had a wonderful meeting with the young leaders here in Assisi community where we are staying. These remarkable souls are now at the forefront of many aspects of the work here. Our satsang together started out as a chance for them to give us departmental updates. But Davy turned the gathering in a much deeper direction. She said, Don't just tell us about your projects, but share how your work is changing you spiritually. This was a wonderful question for them and a perfect way for us to keep our spiritual focus. No matter what is happening, it will help us stay even-minded and cheerful if we ask ourselves, 
How is this experience enriching me spiritually? Lately, the concept of spiritual specific gravity has been surfacing in my mind and talks. Our specific gravity is determined by the degree of expansion or contraction of our consciousness. A light or sattvic person will have an expanded awareness that naturally feels the interconnectedness of all creation. Conversely, a heavy or tamasic person will focus mainly on his egocentric needs and desires. Each individual floats somewhere between these two extremes. This morning it occurred to me that we actually have two specific gravities. The first is shaped by our past thoughts, desires, and actions, our accumulated karma. A second, more important specific gravity is determined by our aspirations, by what we want to become. Our spiritual ambitions might be summed up by a humorous bumper sticker I once saw, quote, I wish I was the kind of person my dog thinks I am. The masters see us as evolving souls, as saints in training. They're able to see the longer rhythms of life and also our deeper nature. Master once said to a group of disciples, I see all of you as images of light, everything, these trees, bushes, the grass you are standing on, all is made of that light. You have no idea how beautiful everything is. Let's strive to become the kind of person the masters think we are. In divine friendship, Nayaswami Jyotish. So this teaching of being ever even-minded and cheerful is, as I said, easy to describe and easy for us to understand. It's just very hard for us to practice in daily life. When things are thrown at us, especially the things that we don't like, we have trained ourselves to react to them, to try to fix things, to try to change things. And naturally, that's the way that we need to behave in order to navigate through this world. But we don't have to push the amplitude of how high our highs get and how low our lows get. Yes, we need to have discrimination. Yes, we need to see whether this is good or bad. All of that is fine. But when we push too much, then we become moody. Swami once was asked about a person who was dealing with a lot of um, what we call polarities, you know, uh, kind of ecstatic times and then depressive times. And Swami was asked about them, and, and Master said too that this condition comes from being excessively emotional about things in a past or several past lives. So if we uh, push those swings 
too much in terms of emotion, then we're going to set ourselves up for lives that become quite unpleasant because the highs might be fine, but the lows can be excruciating. And so the cure for that is to begin to pull back, to begin to view life a little more as just God's drama, God's entertainment. Yes, we may not like something, but let's not make a big deal out of it. It's not going to last that long. Let's not have too many, I don't know, desires that um, are impulses that control us for what we want. Let's just pull back from life, be a little less attached to things, more detached, have a disinclination to get into things that push that cycle of disharmonious uh, living and try to become, as Master said, even-minded and cheerful. In practice, we have to do this on a daily basis with little things. Because when big things come, if we haven't uh, put in our homework on how to behave, we won't behave properly when big challenges come. But on a daily basis, those little things that are irritating to us, just say, let it go, let it go. Let's not make a big deal out of that. As we continually practice that being even-minded, and cheerful. Master said we have to be cheerful at the same time. So practice that with little things. We begin to become habitually able to to hold that consciousness. I've seen it in many, many of the older time people at, at Ananda, those who've been on the path for a long time. Uh, they're, they're able to stay with quite a, a good deal of equilibrium and to stay cheerful. Well, it's a very good practice for all of us. So as we said in the blog, as Davy was saying, let's look at life's experiences and say, not do I like this or don't like this, but what is this doing for me spiritually? How is it helping me um, to grow spiritually. If we can hold that foremost in our mind, then indeed we will navigate through life with a great deal more grace than if we don't. God bless you.